This podcast is brought to you by The Province. This is Seen and Heard with Province music writer Stuart Durden. Hello and welcome to another edition of Seen and Heard, the province podcast with me, Stuart Dardane, province entertainment reporter. And today I'm lucky enough to have here in studio with me somebody who spent a fair amount of time in studios himself, but uh, this would be Chris Duncombe of the band Washboard Union, who you're going to be hearing an awful lot about if you're around the province checking out major festivals, as well as just, well, anywhere on radio and things like that. Chris, welcome. Thanks very much, man. Good to see you. Likewise. So... Let's talk about the development of this. I, I, I didn't realize that you and Aaron went all the way back to Kelowna. I, I didn't understand. Yeah, that you know that's... what? We went back sometimes further than we'd like to remember. Were you we were, high school uh, friends? Like, is, was, did that date back to... You know, it's a really strange story. I'm sure like a lot of mixed families out there. My dad actually started dating Aaron's mom when we were about 14, 15. <laughs> and uh, so I can still remember the sort of Brady Bunch camping trip that we went out on together and so i mean i was there when when aaron got his driver's license and and got mine we went to college together aaron was uh aaron was a big science guy and i was into the arts right so i would write his english papers and he would take care of my piddly little science credits that i was taking in college write the papers so how do you break it down within the songwriting the group and everything else i mean there are of course there are six of you too but but it's like that's just the two that i focused on initially because yeah well the three of us were a writing collective long before we were ever a band um we shared a love of of storytelling songs and i mean aaron and i grew up on hank williams and marty robbins and buck owens and all that and really loved those storytellers and and david was a kindred spirit in that regard and and loved that stuff too then when we started writing, um, we started to realize that there was sort of an endless volume of, of songs between the three of us. So, And each guy had a really distinct voice and things he was passionate about. So it's just made for uh, a natural evolution into a band and now a band that's taken a lot of our time. So it's been great. Yeah, it is taking a lot of your time. And, uh, and, and here's one thing I have to wonder. It's, uh, you know, how do you find time to do your job, which you have, that I think people know you, uh, for, you're quite familiar with you uh, for being a radio personality and various other things around town. So uh, how does that all work out? Uh, you know, um, I'm very cautious about what holidays I take. And literally the last two years since the band started getting busy, I've, I've, all my holidays have gone to being on the road, right. which is incredible for me and for us. This is by far the busiest summer we've had and, and some of the, you know, the bigger festivals we've been able to play. Um, we take whatever time we can. We've been down in Nashville three times in the past year and and have been um, working on music down there quite a bit. So, you know, it, it, it's our whole world. It's it's everything we do. So Now, you say you grew up in the country, but I know you as a rock guy as sure well. Sure you do. And, uh, and, and I imagine that you spent some time... Uh, you know, swaggering around playing some punk rock before you got into playing some country. But uh, but how did it, how did it come around? How did it develop that this this just made sense? The direction you wanted to go. I think probably more authentic than anything. It was just these were. While I may have have loved a lot of you know rock music, I was also in underground hip hop and I was into a whole lot of things. But the undercurrent of all that was that I liked the the rebellious sort of gunslinger songwriter, and and I think that that's what you come back to. Um, and and while you may be into a whole bunch of different styles of music, the style of music you're most passionate about writing is is what it is, and and that's always been it for me. And you know, I've always loved some of those. I've loved bluegrass for as long as I can remember, but I've also loved really old country and and a lot of the newer writers that I really enjoy too. You know, I, I think that um, 
that Chris Stapleton and a lot of what he's done, I, I'm a huge fan of in the last little Best while, cover so. Tennessee whiskey out there. <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah. That album is so badass. Yeah, 25 or 26, and, you know, yeah. it's just so, it's such an amazing song. So, yeah, I've been in love with country music for as long as I can remember. Well, it's something that we share, of course, with my Austin connections, and, you know, I love whenever I go down there to just turn on K-O-K-E, which is local Austin, Austin <laughs> right. Outlaw Country, and just, like, get caught up on... Get lost in it. Get, get caught up on all the stuff that I hadn't heard. Last time I was down there, it was, what, Turnpike Troubadour, 7 and 7 is, one of the yeah. best songs I've heard all year, and then... Oh, these two guys that got together. It's kind of one of those Garth, you know, like, like a Brooks and Dunn type deal, but they got this song called Standards. It's just tearing it up in, yeah. in the States. And it's like classic George Jones type number. A little bit of Blackberry stuff. Smoke in the yeah. mix and all you that kind that. of stuff too. Yeah. But uh, so the album's out mm-hmm. and, you know, Warner Slate Music, you've already been uh, now. Now was the, was the country music, BC Country Music Awards... Was that that was Roots Artist for the Year? That wasn't for the record, or was that kind of a combination of things? Like how to? No, that, that, that was work? before the record came out. That's what out. I thought. Yeah, yeah. The nominations that came would have out been before last the record year. came out. That's right. right. And um, no, the record has literally just come out. So first single is out and and at radio, and the first video just came out and is on CMT, and um, so it's all pretty brand new for us right now. So it's, it feels like we're just getting started. Well, and we should uh, let's just play the the lead track. This is, of course, the video as well, and it's for the song "Someday," right? So That's here right. we go. "Someday" from Washboard Union. When I was eight years old, I thought that someday I'd be a fireman riding high on edge of one. By the time I hit 16, I thought that one day I'd be the clean-up king to hit the win and run. I never saw you coming in a million dreams Like a freight train running right over me Till the day I met you Thought my Sundays were enough Across a box of my old stuff I couldn't help but wonder what if I played College by where I'd ended up Found a photograph of New Year's Eve Before there was a you and me Can't imagine life without you now I never saw you coming In a million dreams Like a Change my world and don't look 
Well, that's got all the hormones of everything that you want for a uh, <laughs> for country. Not to mention a, a video where we're searching out. Although I, I guess people do watch country fans, being the one group that actually do watch things like country music television and actually buy albums and buy concert tickets for artists that aren't top ten in the charts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, and, and playing country festivals has been such a, a blessing for us and so much fun. Um, you know, we, we played our first ever Calgary Stampede a few weeks ago to like 7,000, 8,000 people. I mean, country fans come out in droves. They support the artists they love. They buy your music. They hang out. And, and it's just so great to be able It's a very different vibe than an indie rock concert or very different you know, a hard vibe. rock concert or any of that. So it's, it's been a blast. And it's also, I, I think people forget sometimes, but if you look at, you know, as, as you do and I do with people that look at concert proceeds and, and album sales and everything else, it's like, country artists sell tickets at a level that people I don't think realize you know they just take it for granted oh it's got to be the big rock bands but year in and year out really if you look at the top 10 15 earners there's a whole lot of country artists in there and you really have to hand it to country promoters absolutely put their names on the line for young artists I mean we that's been a real blessing for us there's been a ton of great festivals that have included us that um have been supporting young Canadian country artists and turn them into big stars and, and, you know, thank God for those people. Now that's one of the things that I was wondering about because there's so much crossover now anyway. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, when I was up in Pemberton, I know that uh, Dakota, I'm trying to remember the last name, uh, younger band, but they were playing Pemberton. They're also playing Rock and River and, and you're seeing these kinds of crossovers increasingly. And, and, and to be fair, you know, I mean, a song like your own, it's like a lot of contemporary country, if you will, it's got nuances of what I called Southern rock back in the day, too. You know, I mean, it's like the hooks are there. That, that sort of, it, It's very much music that, you know, the same people that I saw at Kenny Chesney, you know, changed the cutoffs for a dress that they got to pull the hem down on and a few things. And basically, <laughs> that's the Gramble Street crowd on the weekend anyway, going to an EDM right. show. You know, it's like, but they're very familiar with both. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and I think that makes the fan base, A, a super, super bunch of people to hang out with. Like, I love reviewing country shows. Yeah. Because the fans, even if they're really getting their party on, it's like, I never see any punches getting thrown. I see people just, you know, it's not like going to a rock show where people just tend to strut around and get in trouble. It's like really kind of a good time. Yeah, we all go through enough stress in life. That, Absolutely. Uh, you know, country music festivals <laughs> and festivals like that's That's a place where you get to unplug, shut off, throw your phone in the lake, relax. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to see more? Uh, I, I mean, obviously there's lots of festival work, but would you like to see more crossover? I, I thought the one thing that was missing it our local rock fest that you're seeing turning up at bigger festivals in the States is they are booking country acts. You know, increasingly you're starting to see them. Wind up. I mean, places like Bonnaroo's been doing it for a long time, but I yeah. mean, even Coachella, I think, had some country acts this year. It's, it, it can happen, and it sort of makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, we've always been fortunate enough in that we've been invited to both parties all this time because I think we were a bit left to center maybe for mainstream country. But, right. Um, you know, this record has um, has been really well received by country radio, and, and which is, you know, something we're really excited about. But we've been fortunate enough to play with, you know, indie rock acts and some amazing acts on that side. And, I mean, last summer we were invited to go out with the Zach Brown Band and, and play right. at, um, at Prairie Jam at Blue Bomber Stadium. And so we've been in playing shows on both sides for a while. So Now, do you, did your considerable uh, acumen in the business, has it been helpful to have that as a background, or is this kind of new territory for you? You know what, I have learned more about the business of music as an artist in the last year than I have ever learned from the other side. Um, it's a, it's a really different world in that regard. And, and, um, we've been really fortunate enough to be surrounded by great people. I mean, um, slate music saw us actually play the Dakota Tavern in Toronto and, and we're there with Warner and that's really what started things off for us. Um, 
the Sakamoto's, Ron and Sean Sakamoto, who've long been major supporters of country music, um, saw us play and we hooked up with them in Nashville. And then they literally, our audition was playing with Zach Brown. And uh, then they were just like, okay, let's do this. Let's sign a deal right now. So uh, wow. we were thrilled. Yeah. After, of course, you know, you got your lawyers online and everything. Cause nobody There's a bit signs, of that. Nobody signs a deal right there, <laughs> let's be honest. But, uh, okay, so you went to Nashville. You, you had Trey Bruce working on it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and how did you choose who, who, who to work on the album? Were you familiar with his work with other people? Uh, the first song um, that we sat down and wrote with Trey uh, was actually Someday. And uh, we went down on a, a trip where we were just doing a bunch of writing and, and hooking up with a few people in Nashville. And um, we sat down and wrote that song, and it came out so quickly. Um, when we w- went back to Canada, literally the week later, Trey phoned um, our label and just said, I want to work on this record. I want to produce this album. I loved writing with the guys. So that's where it kind of started for us. And that's why Trey ended up producing the whole record. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, it came out well. It came out very well. Yeah. I'm going to check out another track. This is uh, one that another member of the band shows, and you said uh, Moonshine. uh, Yeah, maybe it's the Moonshine. Maybe it's the Moonshine. It is. Good title, too. Here we go. thoughts on that stuff that comes in the mason jars <laughs> i'm a big fan i'm for it are you really <laughs> i don't mind the apple pie that's kind of good if you mix it up right but 
I don't know. It's no, I, I got my fill. We um, we recorded in Nashville and spent a lot of time in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, so we we definitely dipped into the good stuff down there. Well, once again, thanks to Chris Duncombe of the Washboard Union for coming in to play us someday. And maybe it's the moonshine taken from the group's debut record, In My Bones, out on Warner Slate Music. And uh, check your listings for the Six Piece Crew live somewhere uh, soon. And they're also got a website at thewashboardunion.com. Also coming up, Gigs of the Week, I'd certainly like to throw out for one of my favorite metal bands, High on Fire, who are coming to town. And they will be playing here at the Rickshaw Theater. Look for them making some big noise on September the 4th, which is, oh wait, tonight, isn't it? That's right. High on Fire, this song is called The Falconist, taken from the group's latest album, Luminiferous, out on Relapse Records. And yeah, Matt Pike, Wicked Guitar Player, Wicked Sound, and here's The Falconist from High on Fire.
Mac DeMarco from Duncan by way of Edmonton, by way of Brooklyn. Seems to be one of the more popular and enduring artists of late, and uh, he's got a new album out called Another One on Captured Tracks. We're going to hear a song called The Way You'd Love Her. Another one is a follow-up to his Raved About album, Salad Days, which had uh, people all a Twitter with excitement over his sort of, I don't know what you'd call his stuff, naive rock, honest rock, all pretty much created by him in his, as he self-admits, stinky studio room in a box in Brooklyn. But uh, this is a really nice collection of disarmingly upfront tunes about insecurities and more. And he'll be at the Commodore Ballroom on Saturday, October 31st. You're going to want to get your tickets early for that because Mac typically sells out. Next up, we're just getting into the top spins of the week, and we've got a lot of them for you this week, folks. Beginning with Vancouver's Fake Shark Real Zombie, who have just dropped a new single from their upcoming as-yet-untitled album, which will be out on Light Oregon Records. And singer Kevy, guitarist Louis Wu, and super badass bassist Tony Dallas hooked up with Mounties man Steve Bays, uh, ex of Hot Hot Heat and various others, uh, for their latest and some pretty catchy stuff. This is Cheap Thrills from Fake Shark Real Zombie. Everybody get up now! Hey. 
following up on that, a completely different direction. John Howard was a singer who came up in the early parts of the glam rock era. In 1975, he put out a CBC album called Kid in a Big World, which is considered something of a lost pub rock classic. And uh, at the time, his openly out status was a bit much for the world to handle. He had to wait until Tom Robinson came along to be glad about being gay before that sort of took off. Only a couple years later, but that was then. This is now. And now, John Howard is back with a band called John Howard and the Night Mail. They have a new record out on Tapiti Records, which is a great label. And the band is pretty cracked, too, featuring back members of Paul Weller's group, former Death in Vegas drummers, and others. We're going to hear John Howard, and this is Intact Smiling, taken from his kind of unique comeback record. I ran around in circles like a hamster on a wheel Enchanted by your magic, the ground beneath your heel Somewhere deep inside me I knew you'd never steal The knowledge I'd survive you And the things you put me through The don'ts, the won'ts, the no-goes When you tell me what to do You mold me in your image But you haven't got a clue That you cannot stop me dreaming Of fresh fields and pastures new So I'm stepping out of your picture Into the fresh air Caught up in your imaginations like a cog inside a wheel Tangled up in bitterness, a spider's web of steel The only time you're smiling is when you try to make me kneel Your dominating tendency is losing its appeal So I'm leaving you in the shadow
And following up John Howard's Intact Smiling, we heard from the Jean-Paul Sartre Experience with the, the track I Like Rain, which is uh, it's actually the title track from the latest I Like Rain, the story of the Jean-Paul Sartre Experience, which is on Fire Records. It's uh, basically captures the career of this freewheeling cult act, uh, which was very, very well received when they came out on New Zealand's brilliant Flying Nun Records. It showcases the band through its original indie roots uh, into corporate takeovers, uh, major label sort of status, aftermath career. Um, it's loads of listening fun for sort of a group that's one that got away that, in my opinion, always had a much better name than their music. But uh, I'll remain to let you figure that out. And that was I Like Rain. Following up with that, we have one of the great English folk guitar players of all time, Mr. Bert Yanch. We're going to hear him play a song called Black Waterside. This is taken from his Live at the 12 Bar recording, which is out on Earth Recordings. It's the first time this has been out in 20-plus years. Uh, captured him in fine form live at the Legendary Folk Club back in the 1990s. It's coming out on vinyl on Earth Recordings. And to appreciate Yanch, you have to appreciate that he was key to influencing people like everyone from Richard Thompson to Jimmy Page's acoustic technique. And, of course, you'll probably recognize Black Waterside uh, as a song that... Um, appears on the first Led Zeppelin record, which, uh, uh, curiously, they um, claim to have written. But, uh, in fact, it's a UK folk uh, standard that goes way, way back. And uh, Yanch does a rather different version, but you'll certainly recognize it. This one's called Black Horse. Morning fair, I took the air down by black waters. I was gazing all, all around me. The Irish land was found. Through the fog, part of the night, we hear in a sporting play. Till this young man arose and gathered his clothes, sent back well today. That's not the promise. That you gave to me What first year Lay on my breast You could make me believe With your lying tongue That the sun runs Then go home now your father's garden Go home With your bed And I think on your rock
morning fair I took thee down by black waters Wasn't gazing all, all around me The Irish lands And just because we were talking about Jimmy Page, we have to finish up with some, you know, riffy stoner rock. And we're going to finish up with Chicago stoner rock crew's Sweet Cobra. This is Far Too Temp, which is taken from Earth, uh, their latest album on Magic Bullet Records. Bullet Records, actually. And uh, what can I say about this except turn up the volume and enjoy uh, the latest slab of noise from this crew. Hopefully they'll be through town sometime soon.
Once again, I'm Stuart Dardane. This has been Seen and Heard. For this and all other province podcasts, go to theprovincepodcast.com, and I'll catch you next week. You've been listening to Seen and Heard with province music writer Stuart Dardane. Catch Stuart in the province newspaper or online at theprovince.com. Thank you.